Welcome back to Chasing Dramas. We are your hosts, Karen and Kathy. Today is another in the know episode where we keep you up to date on the latest in the Chinese entertainment industry. And for today, we're going to be sharing a lot of short bursts of topics because there is a lot of tea to spill. In Chinese, it's called chi gua or eating melons. That has a different connotation in English, so we won't go there, but there's just a lot to cover. Because honestly, it's been a hot mess over the last two weeks or so, and I literally say, you know, a hot mess in the Chinese entertainment industry. Sunday night, I'm chatting with my friends about how I've been super enamored with a number of pandas of late, and that the reason why they've become so popular, and I'm not the only fan of these pandas, is because, look, they are, at the very least, not able to break your heart by doing something awful. In Chinese, it's called tafang. Right after I said that, on Sunday night, as we are working on our episode for the longest day in Chang'an, I take a look at my phone, and guess what? <laughs> Weibo is blowing up with explosive trending topics because another celebrity has just had some juicy drama exposed. I'll be honest, I was in the middle of doing quite a lot of research on the longest day in Chang'an, and I was like, I do not need this distraction because I did go down a rabbit hole on what we will just hear of what happened with this particular piece of juicy drama. So the topic of discussion for now is Tai Xu Kun, or I think his English name is just Kun. He is a 24-year-old idol who debuted as a member of Swin S. W-I-N in 2016 after taking part in the Chinese reality TV show Super Idol. He has a number of songs out and has participated in quite a few reality TV shows, so he's been in the public eye for a bit. People always put him in lists for being one of the top influencers. He's certainly no longer at the level of Xiao Zhan, but he still has quite a big fan base. Though admittedly, Karen and myself have aged out of his demographic, so I have never heard of any of his songs. Well, on Sunday, paparazzi exposed that he had amorous relations with a woman in May 2021. She ended up pregnant and he told her to abort the child. This woman did indeed abort the child and has the documents to prove it. This is what the paparazzi was able to expose. But it's not just that. It's not as simple as that. This drama also involved Tai Xu Kun or Kun's mother who stepped in. She was worried about whether or not this woman was trying to just extort Tai Xu Kun for money instead of actually being pregnant. And I actually kind of understand where she's coming from. But in any case, this is where it gets a little crazy because she, the mom, apparently hired a private detective to tail the woman and even installed a bugging device in front of the woman's apartment. Talk about breaking multiple laws here. What's very damning is that there are even audio clips of Tai Xuquan's mom discussing her suspicions about the woman, saying it's very suspicious that the woman got the abortion so shortly after she found out she was pregnant. And the audio also has his mom ordering someone on his team to get 200,000 yuan to bring to the table with the woman in question for the whole ordeal. 
In the audio, she's like, oh, the amount that I can transfer from the bank at one time is only 200K yuan. Apparently, there were rumors way back in 2021 that an idol slept with a fan and the fan got pregnant and that this woman wanted 5 million yuan to keep her silence and that the idol didn't even want to pay 500K. Not sure if these rumors line up with what we have here with Tai Xu Quan, but it's kind of close. Well, his fans have been going absolutely crazy about this news, trying to find all ways to debunk this rumor. The dust hasn't really settled on this yet, but it is telling that his management company has not come forward with any type of statement denying these claims. So in this instance, Silence is a pretty big indicator that what was exposed is true, or at least not an outright lie. We are now all just waiting on the aftermath. The fact that this is right now Wednesday and or Wednesday night and we haven't heard anything is very unusual for a, I would say, bombshell such as this. Looking back on the story, though, Quinn or Tsai Xu Quinn didn't really commit a crime. He slept with a fan. The issue really is how this would impact his career and marketability, plus all the crazy spying and hush money that his mom got involved with. So the act of him, you know, engaging in a sexual encounter with a fan among two consulting adults is not the issue. It's all the other things after. Another hilarious aside that actually had me dying of laughter is that people online have also put forth that Prada has pretty much the worst luck in finding Chinese spokespersons. Tai Xuquin was a spokesperson for Prada. Who else were spokespersons for the company? Zheng Shuang, to name one. She's obviously blacklisted. Chris Wu, Wei Fan, uh, going to jail. And Li Yifeng, also blacklisted. So if you think about maybe the last seven or eight years or so of uh, Prada spokespeople, now four have come out to not be the best uh, individuals. Though, like we said, Tai Xu Quinn's actions here may not result in being blacklisted, but certainly he will get or will take a dent in his popularity. Now, that was the main tea or gossip coming out from mainland China. Over in Taiwan, it's been crazy as well. So much so that I can't even keep up. Three crazy exposés, I would say, unfurled this week, and I don't even know where to start. Well, I do know where to start. <laughs> First up, we have a guy named Huang Zijiao, or Mickey Huang. He's a pretty famous comedian and TV host based in Taiwan, although I would say his most famous role or the reason why people know him is because he is the ex-boyfriend of the famous host and comedian Xiao S. Well, this guy, Mickey Huang, has been married for the past couple of years and does have a daughter, but he posted a video, I think last week, where he admitted committing multiple crimes, including sexual harassment, sexual assault, rape, and drugs, or doing drugs. In that video, he admitted that he was a terrible human being, but then also basically listed 13 other celebrities who were doing illegal activities with him too. This includes Da S and Xiao S. He stated that he did drugs with these two ladies before. Regarding Da S and Xiao S, 
We did an episode on that as specifically late last year because there's a whole debacle with her ugly divorce. And we stood by her then because there were allegations that she was doing drugs. Drugs or doing drugs is a serious offense in both Taiwan and China. And this would really, really basically destroy a person's career if those allegations were true. So we wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt. However, if this entertainer, Mickey Huang, really did do drugs with these two ladies, then yes, we'll eat our hat and admit that we are wrong. Back to Huang Ziziao. No one even asked him to post this video, and I was watching uh, kind of reaction videos online as well. Basically, people were saying if he didn't admit this, then no one would really have known. Hopefully, he does um, face some legal ramifications, at least for all of the things that he's done. But he's up there posting a video saying that he was himself pressured into posting this because of the Me Too movement. And then he even goes on to say, yes, I did some terrible deeds, but look at everyone else. I'm not the worst. I don't even know where to start with this whole post. In my mind, I'm like, why are you doing this right now? Look at what you're doing to your wife and your daughter. This is terrible. Maybe he's having kind of like a mental breakdown right now, but he basically also just implicated many other celebrities on these various serious charges. That S and Xiao S, like I mentioned, did actually post online stating that these claims are false. But at this point, no one knows what is the truth now. So Mickey Huang's video really just opened up a firestorm of allegations in the Taiwanese entertainment industry. So much so that when this next piece of news came out, we were all like, wait, I guess this all just is coming. You know, we're just learning all this news from Taiwan now. The next person we're going to talk about is Yan Yalun or Aaron Yan. He's this 37-year-old Taiwanese actor, singer, and TV host who was once a member of the super popular Taiwanese boy band Feilun Hai or Fahrenheit. He was exposed to have had relations with underage women and is also in possession of explicit photos with other men. For Aaron Yan, who used to be a part of this boy band and had a very loyal following, there were rumors that he is gay or at least bisexual for years, but no one really made a big deal out of it. So the fact that he is gay is not the news. It really is the fact that he is having some questionable relations with underaged women. So those actions are currently now under investigation by the police because this is turning into another criminal investigation like it did with Chris Wu. I mean, rightfully so, if what the paparazzi say are true. And <laughs> for this, this is another instance of, oh my gosh, now Karen and I can't listen to Phelan High's songs anymore because if he's convicted then, you know, we're going to just put a lid on that chapter of our lives. <sighs> I'm so disappointed, but you know what? You just need to come to the reality that your celebrities of your childhood just may not turn into who you wish them to be. <laughs> and that's not even it for all of the troubles coming out of Taiwan. Chen Jianzhou, or Blackie Chen, also got himself into a little bit of trouble. This one is very funny because this guy, Chen Jianzhou, has a very similar name to Chen Jianbin, 
or the emperor from Empresses in the Palace. This one is actually hilarious. I didn't really care that much about what Blackie Chan was doing because by this time I already had kind of like chaos fatigue. But there was one very funny comment that came out because guess what? Chen Jianzhou sounds a lot like Chen Jianbin or the guy uh, from Empresses in the Palace, the Emperor. So when Chen Jianzhou's name started trending, there was another trending post that came out saying how, oh, Chen Huanzhuan or Empresses in the Palace was almost taken from us. What does that mean? It's because people misread Chen Jianzhou for Chen Jianbin and thought that it would force Chen Huanzhuan or Empresses in the Palace to be blacklisted and removed from streaming platforms if indeed Chen Jianbin was found to have done immoral things that the government would be like, no, 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 you have to take things down. That would have been so devastating for a lot of people, myself included, like way more devastating than not listening to Fei Lunhai or Fahrenheit songs ever again. In any case, people sighed a huge sigh of relief when they realized, oh, it was not Chen Jianbin and it is this guy, Chen Jianzhou. Well, back to why we're talking about this. Chen Jianzhou, or Blackie Chen, is a 46-year-old Taiwanese host and entertainer. We've seen him on various reality TV shows, and he does come up here and there in a couple of Taiwanese dramas. Two women came out this week accusing him of sexual harassment and attempted rape. At least one of these attempts happened when his wife was pregnant. His wife just so happens to be a pretty famous singer, Christine Fan, although she also comes with a lot of baggage herself, so we won't even get into that. Blackie has posted a statement denying these claims, but people online have been quick to go through a lot of old interviews featuring Xiao S as host. Why is it always coming back to Xiao S? But Xiao S is literally saying like he even walked in naked in front of her mom. So, you know, maybe the sexual harassment thing does have a lot more legs than Chen Zhenzhe or Blackie is claiming. This story is developing, but from what we've talked about in this podcast episode so far, I hope you can understand why uh, I'm very happy to go back to my cute panda videos to detox from all this negative press that I don't really want to think about right now. Now, let's move on to some less craziness. And this is going to be a very sharp shift in topic. The 28th Chinese Television Magnolia Award, or Bai Yu Lanjiang, took place on June 23rd. We've mentioned this award in the past very briefly, also when talking about The Longest Day in Chang'an. But for those that are unfamiliar, it looks at Chinese dramas that aired between April 1st and March 31st. So in this instance, it would be dramas that aired April 1st, 2022 and March 31st, 2023. These awards also consider documentaries, cartoons, and overseas television series or dramas in its awards categories. A friendly reminder that only dramas that were aired on network television were considered for these awards. Thus, those popular web dramas that you're thinking are the best, uh, unfortunately, they're not included in the running. What I don't understand, though, is why there were 20 different dramas nominated for the Best Drama Award when in every other category there are only five nominees. Maybe it's just to make everyone feel good about themselves, but I was scratching my head. 
Though, to be fair, there were two winners in that category. In any case, we just wanted to highlight that the drama A Lifelong Journey or Ren Shijian featuring Lei Jiayin, the guy we're currently following on The Longest Day in Chang'an, and Ying Tao was the biggest winner of the night. It was nominated for 10 awards and it took home five, including Best Television Drama, Best Director, Best Actor for Lei Jiayin, Best Supporting Actor for Ding Yongdai, and Best Screenplay. The popular Zhao Ying was nominated for Best Actress for her role in Feng Chui Banxia or Wild Bloom. When news came out that she was nominated, all of her fans jumped out to highlight that she is the only 85 flower to be nominated for a serious award. This is indeed quite an achievement and signals that she is having success changing her career path into a more serious or seasoned actress rather than one that stays in her comfort zone of romance dramas. This is a not so subtle jab of comparing her to the other actresses of her era, such as Yang Mi, Tang Yan, and Liu Shishi, who seem more interested in raking in the moolah and maintaining star power popularity. What I didn't appreciate, though, was the amount of commentary online afterwards when she didn't win. Her fans were extremely upset that she didn't win on one side, and on the other, people were questioning her abilities because she didn't win. All I can say is people need to just chill. We should just celebrate that she was nominated and wish her continued success in the future. She has a long career ahead of her. That is not to say there wasn't discontent with the results. There was some stir around the awards and the winners, as there usually is for these types of things. For example, dramas such as The Knockout or Kuang Biao were shut out from winning any award, even though it had extremely high ratings, either through TV or from a ratings perspective. This drama was overshadowed by Bright Future or Xian Wei Da Yuan, which honestly just did fine ratings-wise and actually review-wise as well. Yet it won for Best Drama and several other awards. So you could say there's been some raised eyebrows of how politically motivated some of these results were, or if there was a level of bias from the judges. With kind of this discontent with the results, it was unfortunate that those types of commentary really overshadowed the winners, in which I think most of them did or deserved their wins. I guess people just didn't agree with the fact that the fan favorites didn't align with the judges. Well, with that, we will congratulate the winners and hope that the ladies and gentlemen who were nominated do get their chances in subsequent award seasons. And that is it for today's podcast episode. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Next week, we will cover the latest dramas airing in China in the month of June and July. So stay tuned for that episode.